especially Coach Briggs. Please, we are hoping you stay. I will buy you a six-pack of ground beef tacos at Jim Boys out of my own pocket if it, if it means you, you stay. Hell, maybe Ooh. two or three of them. And I, I don't know if you, if you like them or not. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to another episode of the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and I know I said we would be recording some interviews and we maybe have been slacking a little bit, I think, here. But uh, rest assured, though, we are actually working on getting more um, like actual podcast interviews. I know we have a few uh, clips of some really quick interviews here that Sharon did at a soccer camp uh, earlier this week, which we'll be sharing here. But we are working on getting some uh, guests here on the show uh, for future weeks and uh, we'll be sharing those with everyone but in addition to the interviews that or the clips that Sharon recorded that we'll be sharing today we're going to be talking about uh, some team news some uh, wish lists here because Thanksgiving is now over and we're moving on to Christmas so we're in that like wish list thinking now <laughs> so we'll be talking about that and what we hope uh, we'll see next year in terms of players coming back players that we haven't heard of some rumors of some players and some like tidbits of stories that they shared and uh, our interpretation of them which hopefully is they're coming back but let's go ahead and introduce sharon and jared as usual here on the podcast but first let's go over to elk grove california to sharon how's it going sharon how was your thanksgiving oh thank you yeah uh thanksgiving was very low-key very mellow you know, it was wonderful. Had a little tiny family gathering. No, my family is not tiny. They're tall. But anyhow, um, I, everything everything was good. I, you know, it, it's it's always a good day to reflect and give gratitude, you know, for things that are, you know, in our lives that we appreciate. Anyhow, Jared, how was your Thanksgiving? How are you doing over there in Arizona? Well, we're having a delayed Thanksgiving. We've actually got some family come up from uh, Tucson. Uh, so we're actually having Thanksgiving tonight. The food's actually cooking right now. And of course, it's definitely Thanksgiving weather because, yeah, I had to break this out. I had to break out my FC Tucson blanket. Oh, my so goodness. I'm so glad you got some cooler weather. Listen, we try, we'll try not to keep this podcast too long since you are doing Thanksgiving tonight. Uh, and it, in your time, it's already 630, right? Yeah, it's getting up to be 6.30 here, Arizona time. So we are an hour back to being an hour ahead of California. Okay, well, just give us a shout, Jared, when you need to run off. And wonder if I can catch a flight in time to get over there and celebrate Thanksgiving with you. <laughs> hey, why, why not? I mean, it's a big enough uh, airport hub for it. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad I at least got a little bit of warmth going over to Huntington Beach last weekend. So... If there's any leftover from Orange County, any leftover warmth, go ahead and bring it over here. There you go. Luis, how are you, bud? I'm doing really good. Had an amazing Thanksgiving, which super happy about. Got the chance to spend time with my girlfriend's family, with my own family as well. It was it was perfect. Got, also did a run in the morning. So it, it was a really great day. So it's it was all, all good. I think the kind of Thanksgiving's that... I hope to have every year because uh, I'll probably be doing that run each and every single year because it's great to be able to go a long distance and then fuel up at night, recover from the run, especially with a lot of good Thanksgiving food. So if anyone wants to do one, I highly suggest check out your city because I think most cities have a, a Thanksgiving run, especially if there's a good cost attached to it, like 
the one I went to in Stockton that actually benefits the local food banks. So we'll see who, who says Thanksgiving isn't the time for exercise. Luis got to run a 5K and I got to run my mouth about my jets get, getting it handed to them by, by the dolphins. Are you happy, Scott? I finally admitted it, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, sorry, let me just shift that subject over to San Francisco 49ers that dismantled the Seahawks, even though there was that little hint in the third quarter where it looked like the Seahawks were making a stand, and then all of a sudden San Francisco said, nah, not over our dead body. Screw you guys. We're moving on. And it was just like an amazing game. So that was the game to watch. I wish I would have seen the Jets-Dolphins game a little earlier, but sorry, oh, Jared. No, no you, you you would not have wanted to see it. I mean, the, the one highlight we had was we got, got a pick six for a touchdown, but then shortly later, the, the play that will now be called Hail Mary because we threw it through a Hail Mary deep into the end zone, got picked off. Dolphins ran all the way for a touchdown. So that, that was pretty much death, death of the game for us. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, in tradition to the podcast and because it goes with the theme of Thanksgiving, since we're just, we're still celebrating Thanksgiving here. Let's go ahead and do some Colossal Gratitude Thanksgiving edition. And now one of my favorite segments, Colossals of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. So on that Thanksgiving edition of galazas of gratitude, I, you know, I just want to, well, number one, you guys absolutely adore you. You have no idea. Yes, you do. Because we talk about it a lot about how much we appreciate each other and it's sincere. Um, you guys are, I miss it when we're away and it's like you get, I get kind of antsy. And even today, this is how much I miss you guys when we're not podcasting. I was thinking, oh my God, I've got to pick my um, podcast dinner winner, winner dinner thing. <laughs> and I thought, oh no, I don't. I already won. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jared's rolling his eyes. Luis is jutting his chin out. You know, he's gritting his teeth at me. Hey, but you know, whatever. So, my real glasses of gratitude, aside from you guys, are um, the you know the guys with the elite soccer um, athlete or elite yeah elite soccer athletes. I call it an academy, but. Um, they were so fabulous watching this camp and watching what they did for everybody. And we're going to touch on that in a little while. You'll get to hear some uh, clips. And, and Luis will also be posting um, a video of these guys because you'll want to see them in person, how they light up and everything. I just want to thank them like crazy for, you know, taking a couple of minutes and letting us talk to, talk to them because they were at their job. I mean, a lot of the guys have jobs other than, you know, playing for the Republic. And so it was nice to see them off work, you know, and at a different job. So that, that was cool. I also got to thank my bro-in-law who sprung for Morton's dinner yesterday. We all went out. <laughs> we, our little family of four, my mom, my bro-in-law and my sis and me went to Morton's and oh my gosh, it was so good. We had the Thanksgiving special, three of us did. Um, it was excellent. Crab cakes were phenomenal, but the one thing is just thank him for picking up tab. That was like beyond compare because I was expected to cough up a hundred bucks easy and I didn't have to. So really appreciate that. 
Um, and then my cleanup crew today, because I did a little mini cleanup and I'll post it on my socials here in a little while. Um, it was, uh, it was quite the haul. We found some abandoned camps and we found an awful lot of washout because we already had the first flush with that big rain that we had a little while ago. So we had the first flush of trash. And, um, I mean, I got my feet soaking wet, uh, getting in the Creek area and the swamps, but we got a lot of garbage out. You know, my passion is also doing cleanups and protecting the environment. So just thank thankful for all the, the seven volunteers who came out today. Spur of the moment. It's like, hey, let's just go do a trash dash on Friday. We're all off work. So we did. It was great. Jared, what about you? What you got, babe? Uh, well, for, first of all, I, I do want to give big wows of gratitude to both you two, Luis and Sharon. I mean, it's been a, a fantastic regular season and playoffs. And, of course, now we're already kicking off the off season, uh, to say the least. So, I mean, I cannot wait till we get uh, through our wish list. We get to see what happens uh, during the off season. And of course, fingers crossed, hopefully Republic FC get invited back down to Tucson in February. So I'm hoping for that. And also a you know, big glass of gratitude go out to all our listeners who are sticking with, with us, who have stuck by us for, I mean, for, for, we can actually say years now. So years, so not just year. So anything we, we can do to you know help keep you abreast of the latest information, even tie a little fun into it. So we definitely appreciate you listening. And if you know somebody that hasn't listened to it, definitely get them in. I mean, we would definitely appreciate that as well. Some of the more recent glosses of gratitude. First of all, the Mother Nature for 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 doing a solid for us in Huntington Beach last weekend for the Darker Waves Festival. There was a lot of talk about, oh, it's going to be rainy, it's going to be cold and everything like that. And that was not even the case. So I brought my rain poncho for nothing. <laughs> uh, those, also clowns, the- those clowns up there in weather department. <laughs> and then also a big glass of gratitude to, to a lot of the staff at the LA Union Station, especially the Amtrak Metropolitan Lounge. A good hint. Even if you just buy a, a cheap Pacific Surfliner ticket in the business class, you can buy a Metropolitan Lounge uh, pass for twenty-five bucks. You get all the snacks, all the drinks you want while you're waiting there. So that was definitely most appreciated. Also to Bari Pizza and Pasta, who I posted a few pictures of the pizza skulls and the mozzarella sticks. Definitely recommend, but probably not both orders at once. Otherwise, you will get that too much fried cheese feeling. And and then also to all the people that put together the Darker Waves Festival, great great festival. Couple hiccups here and there, but but just wanted to show my you know gratitude for them putting this together. And then also you know I can't forget the Elite Soccer as well for putting on such a, a great looking camp, especially the, that that close to Thanksgiving. So definitely a way of you know, get getting the Valley students to the finer points of, of soccer uh, essentials. So. Definitely appreciate Elite for for putting up that camp. That was definitely great, and I cannot wait to see the CN here, the interviews here. At least what you got. All right, so I'm going to say the same thing you guys said at the beginning. So, for of course, you're sharing Jared for all the work that you guys do. Like I told you guys in the group chat earlier, like if it wasn't for you two, I don't think I would be talking to myself <laughs> for so long, <laughs> or maybe even still doing the podcast show. And it's it's always really great to be able to have those people that can motivate you to continue to do this. And it's it's great. So thank you for all that you do. 
Also, another one out to my girlfriend yesterday for a Thanksgiving. During the run, she actually recorded a few videos of me while I was running. The finish line as well. And she sent me the most sweetest text message that motivated me more than ever, you know, to keep on on running. And it's it's really nice. And I was able to beat my old 10K time from earlier this year by four minutes. So that was my goal. And so it it happened. And I was really happy about that. Also, as I mentioned earlier, for all the Thanksgiving food that I had yesterday, both at my girlfriend family's house and at my own family's house, it was really phenomenal. I mean, I've never eaten so much and you guys know how much I eat <laughs> and all that. And it was just really good, especially after a, a really long run and being so hungry because I, I normally don't eat much during uh, mornings of a run to not stuff myself as much. Another one out, of course, to our listeners, as always, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, to listen to our episodes. I know the last episode is almost at a triple digit listeners, which is amazing, especially considering that we weren't as happy, right, because of the situation that happened in that last match. <laughs> but we appreciate you guys still listening to us, still listening to uh, that episode, despite it being few weeks old now, but people still want to listen to our, our take of how our season ended there. And then a plug-in for my other podcast that I do, The 209 Journey, if you guys don't already know, I actually do host a, a talk show podcast of my error code. But thank you, everyone who supported that as well. I, I went through a few months of not recording an episode, and I went back, posted another one, and got a ton of listens, got a lot more new followers on Instagram. So just shout out to those people. It's it's really awesome to see how much support I've, I've been getting despite the break. And then one last out to the team for actually doing the mystery box once more. If you guys don't know, Sac Republic has done a mystery player box over the last, I think, three, four years or so. And I, I haven't missed it. I've gone three player jerseys already. Elliot Hordes. I've also gotten Douglas Martinez last year. And I am missing one. Who am I missing? Gone one more. Who's that? Oh, well. Jaime Villarreal, right? Uh, old man, Jaime Villarreal, as we used to <laughs> call him back then, uh, our inside joke here. And hopefully next year I get, well, hopefully the one in this box that I just got for my order, I get a player from this year. I am going to be opening that box here shortly. I'm going to be posting a video just like I did last year. So if you guys want to check that out, tune into the socials next week because I'll probably have it posted uh, sometime next week and you'll find out who I got. And hopefully it's a good one. <laughs> I do have to say, though, they didn't actually stock up a lot on mystery boxes this year. And they didn't do the regular non-player mystery box like they did other years. So that could be good. I guess maybe a lot of merchandise was sold. But the player box, if you guys want to get one as of this recording right now, they only have size small. And they literally just posted this on Tuesday. I ordered it right away. Wednesday, they only had small. So... Seems like they had a few boxes this year of the player mystery box. But if you don't mind getting a small jersey and all you really want is just a game-worn jersey, then go for it. Really good value, 125 plus free shipping because you get free shipping over 95 And you get the player jersey. You get a bunch of other merchandise too. Sweaters, shirts, scarves, a lot of things. That you get your money's worth. I mean, just the jersey itself is already worth the, the 125 considering it's game-worn. But yeah. Now, we can't guarantee you the shipping speed that Luis got, uh, though. I mean, he put the order in on Wednesday and got it Wednesday. So your results will vary. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. Yeah, because another gloss of gratitude out to the team shop staff. 
or the people who are in charge of shipping. Because I actually did the order Tuesday afternoon, must have been well, maybe like around 2, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. They shipped it same day. I got the shipping, the tracking number literally just like hours before or hours after I had done the order. And I got it, yeah, next day, literally within 24 hours. It was a 24-hour order. I had it. And I didn't open it yet because, like I said, I'm going to do a video and all that on it. But just shout out to them because it's, yeah, that's that's speedy service for real. Like I would have probably gotten a training jersey and worn it yesterday on my run had I known that they were going to ship it that quick. But now I know. All right. Well, we're going to get to the interviews here towards the end of the podcast. So if you guys could stick around, we're going to have those interviews playing here at, at the end. But first, we wanted to talk some player news. Right. We got a player that's retiring, Matt LaGrasa. He gave a lot for the club, right? The early years, we know he came out of SAC, Elk Grove native, or called mayor of Elk Grove in my nickname, <laughs> toolbox of players too, and all that. So, what do you guys, what do you, do you think, especially you, Sharon, too, since you, you saw him when he was first starting out, you know his family, you guys are neighbors and all that. I mean, just were you shocked to find out he was retiring now, or do you think it was, it was the right time? So it was interesting you would say this. I also want to give a thank you to Dan Tyree, who's, he's a photographer. You guys will see his posts a lot in the Tower Bridge Battalion realm. Anyhow, Dan and I were chatting a lot about Matt the other day. And while I was not surprised, I think Matt had more in the tank, but he must, there must be a job situation that's really wonderful for him that he's absolutely loving to step into, you know, because he's a, he's coding. I mean, he's, the man has a brilliant mind. Let's face it. He loves teaching, loves being around learners. He's a lifelong learner. He's an amazing person. He has great depth of character in his brain. He is also an excellent field marshal on the pitch. And that is the part that I miss and that I will miss because I think of all the communicators that play soccer for Sac Republic, he's one of the better ones because here's here's the difference. I mean, I've heard him before and I've, I've known this about Matt. I mean, he's a little bossy and that's what you want. You know, if a guy, if one of the new guys, let's just say Aldair or somebody who's new, newer to the team is in the wrong position, Matt is going to be the first one to see, see that and give that correction to try to improve things. Oakland Roots, when I sat on the field, literally like right next to the field, and I could hear Matt because he played a chunk of the game. When I heard his directions and his, and his instructions, it made our team better. And guys listened to him and they really respected him because, I mean, let's face it, he played at the MLS level, you know, for Nashville. He was, he's, he's solid. He's, he, there's a lot going on in his brain when he, when he plays the match. I'm going to miss that. I didn't necessarily, I was not necessarily surprised when he announced his retirement. Just, he, you know, he had a couple niggly injuries this last season and that's no fun. And I think he was, he was feeling the wear and tear on his, on his poor body. And he probably has something wonderful to go do. By the way, I think the dude's in Mexico having a great time with his sweetheart. So, you know, I wish him well, and I hope he has a wonderful time away. I also hope he misses the game a lot and comes back to us in some form, whether it's whatever, I don't care. But Matt is somebody you really just don't want to let go of. He's got an uncanny wit unlike anybody else. Dude is sharp. Think James Kiffey, Matt LaGrasa. There was a whole crew of guys that went through 
a long time ago who were incredibly witty and and it made peter you know he that made for a really fun squad and you know and i know we've got guys on the squad right now that have that kind of wit you know danny russell even even kecko has a funny side to him so but I just wish Matt well, and I really appreciate the fact that he spent some time with us this year and last. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be missed as as one of the the early year players too, and and all that. I'm glad he's going to be serving as an inspiration to all the players to know that hey, you can you can get to that level, you can get to MLS as well, you can play for your hometown team here if uh, you're from the area as well. Well, we also know Ferretti Souza, right? Sharon is uh is leaving us which well, we unfortunately didn't get the chance to see a lot of him because he went through some injuries. And even when he didn't have the injuries, there was always another player that had his, his place, right? So, Well, he played, Jack, he played Jack's position. And, you know, unless Jack was injured, that kind of a thing, you know, Faraday had to just come in, you know, as a late sub. But he had to have surgery. You know, mm-hmm. Faraday Sosa had to have surgery. And, you know, I think Luis Felipe may have done something similar when he at the last game when he came out injured, but he didn't need surgery. He was in a boot at the camp because he was one of the camp counselors that I that I went to. Man, that was those people know what they're doing, and those players are they're so cool to watch as you know camp coaches. They're they're really cool. But yeah, I think Faraday. And if you look at some of the oh gosh, here we go wish list. If you if you look at some of the social media, one can infer that Roro's coming back just because he said he's ready for 2024. So, you know, that makes us all feel good. And then we also know that we signed Danny and Connor to longer term. So we, that was high point there, not wanting to lose them. And hopefully they're not going to make any announcements prior to this podcast getting posted. And if we can get this podcast up quickly before the week starts, you know, we can, we can, we're relevant in a way. And then the new signing of Trevor Amon from USL League One, you know, the player of the year, you know, splashy guy and all that other stuff. What does that mean for our lineup? And what does that mean for Luther, who's already played with us two years? And typically, if you've been with us for two years, there is that, that do we renew? Do we offer you a new contract? Otherwise known as Danny Vidiolo and, you know, Connor Donovan got offered a new contract extended same with Luis Felipe. I think he's still under contract. So I, I think we'll see him again. But, you know, we wonder about Luther. We also wonder about Nick, Zico, and Dami, right? We wonder about Kecko. And all those guys are on our wish list, right? All those guys. You know, Kecko, I think, is at the top of my wish list to, you know, a player who's been with us a couple of years and, and don't know what his status is. But you have to have Kecko. I mean, he was the glue in most of the games between the defense, the midfield, and the strikers. He knew how to read all of our strikers. He knew exactly what was needed, no matter who was playing. He knew how to get the ball to them and also how to receive the ball back and how to make a goal. He's he's not like Roro. Roro is entirely different. I mean, like, Roro's, Roro's an incredible guy. And, you know, it looks like he'll be back, like I said, because of his social media posts. So Kecko's on the top of my list, wish list. Nick is high up there. Without Nick, we would have been sunk. 
this last season, you know, we had all those injuries through the D mid area and the, you know, that, that core midfield, but Nick stepped up and I mean, he got goals and he set goals up and he also defended like crazy and his passing was really accurate, really got to appreciate that. And then Dami. So here's, here's my take and nobody should take this the wrong way. And I, I, I spoke with all day and I, and he actually Praise me for pronouncing his name correctly. It's three syllables, Aldair, because we interviewed him at the academy. He tires out the opponent. And I say, you let Aldair run the guys into the ground. We've talked about that, Jared. We've talked about having Aldair run them into the ground. He does a different, he has a different skill set. He knows it. He's not Dami on the ball. Dami's Ball handling is incredibly different. He's It's almost like he's got hands for feet. That's how good his ball handling is. And Domi can cut inside and cut back. Domi's ability is so different than Aldeir, but Aldeir tires out the opposing team. Then you bring in Domi. Is Domi would Domi be happy under my regime if I were to, you know, tire, tire the defense out with Aldeir and then bring in Domi to – finesse that ball to where it needs to go and score these wild ass goals. Right. So I want to keep them all. I, you know, all of that. And then what about Lee Desmond? I mean, he's played for us a couple of years, a lot of injuries. What, what's his status and, and where does he sit with you guys on the wish list? So like my wish list looks like I want to hear that, you know, Roro, Luis Felipe, Shane, Wheat, Jared, Arnold, Alde, Russell, Seba, I mean, he was injured a lot too. So we didn't get to see everything we needed out of a number nine. And was he a true number nine? You know, what, what, what's going on here, you know? And then of course, Dami, Nick, and then Zico and Christian, you know, like, what do we, what do we expect out of that little core? How do we like it? But again, top of my wish list of guys that are possibly out of contract is Kecko. Don't know anything about Luther, super sub, Mahanches. He's two years in. So what do we do? Okay. You guys take it from there. I I would definitely love to keep them all. I mean, in in a perfect world, but obviously that's, that's not what we're in Luther. I mean, y'all know that this past season, I have been one of his biggest cheerleaders. I mean, the man is a spark plug. He has pulled our backsides out of the fire so many times. Does he stay next year? I, I'm on the fence on that. I mean, I, w- I would love to keep them, but you know, I'm not management. I'm not front office. So it's obviously not me making the decision. Kecko, we definitely got to keep him. We, we need to keep Kecko. I mean, just like, just like uh, Sharon said, he is the glue that keeps everything together. Nick Ross. I mean, he, he just battles to get in, you know, where, where he's needed. So we, I would love that we, that we keep him if at all possible, but then also you mentioned some of the folks that have been fortunately bit by the injury bug. You know, I, I know Zico hasn't had a whole lot of minutes. I mean, he's definitely good, but I'm not really sure if that front office is going to be keeping him or not. That That's another one on the fence. Far- Faraday, I mean, I, I've watched his comeback all year long. You know, his rehab, he was definitely putting in the minutes, but you know, once again, you know, someone was getting more minutes than, than he is. So I think more than likely he may get swooped up by by another team that actually give him the minutes. And he, he's going to be a terror. I mean, once he actually gets fully back onto the pitch, he is going to be a terror no matter who he is with. So whether it be with us 
preferably or maybe with another club. So we'll just have to see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much on par with Sharon. I mean, we've got so many great players, but only so many contract spots. You know, that's 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 the killer when it comes to uh, second tier uh, soccer. You got to you got to figure out who's going to be more deserving, who has a a shot at those spots. It can't be everybody as much as we would love for it to be. But, you know, these next couple months, you know, they're going to tell us both official announcements and, of course, keeping watch of the uh, cryptic messages on the social media because because we don't know. They say, oh, we're going we're to hit 2024 strong. It may not necessarily be with us. So, I mean, just like uh, Sharon said with Roro, it'd be great if we could have Roro close out his career with us. But, you know, it's he actually did play the one season with RGV. Not saying he will go to RGV, but anything's possible at this point. But I hope we can keep him. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, my sentiments as far as the wish list. Uh, what about you, Luis? Yeah, I mean, I feel a little similar too in that if it was up to me, I'd keep everyone, each and every one of the players back. Since, I mean, first place, come on, like they had really good season, regular season, playoffs were good until the last game and you know the last <laughs> half there. But yeah, I mean, I I would hope that too. But I have a feeling that. Half of the squad is not going to be with us next season is kind of what just my gut feeling tells me that. And it, and it's sad if it'd be half of the squad. Making me cry. I don't want, I don't want anyone gone. You know, I don't want to lose <laughs> half the squad. Okay. Okay. Maybe three guys. I'll, I'll, I'll you can I'll spare three. You'll let you know, me I'm not going to name three. which three. Yeah. I'll, but I love yeah. them all. The hard part is, especially the guys that we've had for multiple years. And I'll let you take the microphone back because I stole it. Sorry. (laughs) You know, Oh, Jack, we didn't even say anything about Jack. Oh my God. Am I like shoot myself in the head and the foot? We uh, Jack (laughs) is like the other number one player. Like, can we play MLS wages, you know, (laughs) to keep him here? Because the, the dude is probably, you know, his, his market value is probably really up there. He could do what Dan Casey did, you know, and just go get six grand every time he steps on the field over there in, you know, United Kingdom or somewhere in Europe, you know, versus what they pay him here. So, you know, it just depends. He's over there in England right now in the north of England having a nice, nice holiday with a family. But it's like, come on, dude, you got to come back to us. And do we have the money for that? He was key. He was critical. And who do you put in? I mean, like, who? Mm. We just got rid of. Well, it looks like Faraday. So then what? I mean, like, then what? Hate this. I hate. <laughs> I hate. I love it. Hate it. Back to you, Luis. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, J- Jack is is number one too. Although I have a feeling that he's going to end up in the championship and not the USL championship, but the original championship <laughs> too. I, I think he he's got. He's got a good ability to be there. I think he deserves to be in the championship and then, you know, try to make a run uphill from there, right? Yeah, he's definitely one of the talented guys. Uh, I I see a lot of future for him, I think, over anyone else, I think, on the squad. As much as, you know, everyone's talented in their way, but this guy plays at another level that our league is too small for him, too. And it's good. You know, we're all for players also uh, advancing their careers. As much as I know you guys are like, we want to keep him. I want to keep him as well. But realistically, we know that they're trying to move up in, in their careers. But you gave me three players to remove. I guess we can go from there then. <laughs> as much as like I, I would say, like I said earlier, 
renovate the whole squad, but realistically, I know that players are going to be gone, and we know that, you know, we mentioned Matt retiring, and we mentioned Freddie also leaving, but if you were to ask me what other players, if I had to pick players here to cut out of the roster, I would I would give you, first of all, Johnny Fenwick is one, which I don't know what his situation is. The guy was injured so often, we barely saw much of him, and I think my only memory of him was being a little disappointed at the, in the Open Cup and some mistakes he made. <laughs> I think it was in the Crossfire game, and or, or I think it was another game. I think he may have scored there at the end, or maybe he had some mistakes early, and then he ended up being the one who scored right and kind of shut me up right there. Yes, but, uh, that, that yeah. exact game, because I was going to say there was redemption. Yeah, so he had redemption there, but I think that was the only only memory I have of him, right, of a, in a game where, like, he... He stood out to me, but I think overall, yeah, he must have just been injured. I think we just, I didn't hear anything well, of what was we didn't, going on. We didn't utilize him. I mean, he, he was in the 18 a few times, but we didn't utilize him. It's kind of the same thing with some of the academy guys. They were in the 18, but we didn't utilize him. You know, Rafael Horegi, we didn't utilize him. He was in the 18. You know, the guys were in, and it's just, it was kind of bizarre how it all went down with some of our a good problem to have to be deep. I would have liked to have seen more of Johnny Fenwick because, or Fennec, I, I don't think you pronounce the W, right, Jared? On on Johnny's last name, I think it's Fennec. I've heard people. That sounds say about that. right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen more of him because, number one, he's a good guy and he's huge. I mean, he's a, he's a handful, he's a load. So if he's tackling you, if he's one of those defenders and he's tackling you, he's amazing. But Jared Timmer, you cannot compete with that man's calves. I mean, and his (laughs) jumping ability, you know, just call him Calfzilla. I mean, the dude is good at chasing guys down. And, you know, he made few, very few mistakes. And then Shane, I mean, his improvement was just like amazing over the season. And they were like moving him from the right side of center back to left side to right side to left side. It's like, okay, he can do it all. And now he's calling these. For my other two, since we're, we we just mentioned some defenders there, I think Lee Desmond. You know, we we saw he went through in that last game. I, I I don't know. I think he he had a good year last year, but this year I wasn't so impressed with him too. And I think it's I think it's time to find someone else. I think for his position. Now, good guy though. I mean, not nothing personal, right? With any of these two, we're just picking. Three as as per Sharon, right? Like you had me pick three, so I'm picking. I'm picking three. Oh, I just threw that Um, number out there. (laughs) Oh yeah, but it's a good number actually because it's it's actually pretty hard to pick out a list. But the third one, I think Christian Parano. I know we didn't see him the entire year. He didn't really make much of a difference coming off the bench. Luther did, and I think that's that's where the bar is, right? It's like when you get subbed in, we want to see you make a difference, and I think he just scored one goal. And then he had that one assist to Luther in that one game where they both got subbed in at the same time. But I just wasn't impressed. I think they can always get another player that might have other abilities. And it just, it wasn't fitting. Now, who's to say, right? He might join Phoenix next year and be another <laughs> Emir, Emil. So that that could happen again, right? You can always have that one player that didn't get a chance the next year like Emil and we can see the whole story repeat again to another and another Argentinian as well right would be the, the case I'm just not impressed and it could just be a thing in Sacramento right maybe they just don't fit in with our team chemistry right they just don't fit in with the strategy of the coach so I just think just like let him go let's get someone else and yeah so those are my three that I would pick well, 
until they go. Well, in Christian's defense, I mean, we did get him kind of late in the season, and he did have that that quick return of investment. Five minutes into his first match with the Republic, and he got that assist. But, yeah, I mean, that short of a season for him with, with the Republic, I mean, I don't really think that's a true litmus test, but I, I don't know. He, we'll have to see how the rest of the uh, offseason goes, but it wouldn't surprise me if he is one of the folks talked about as far as my, uh, not extending in a contract to, I mean, he was definitely great. The fact that we were able to pick, pick him from that, that FC club, we shall not speak of, but you know, we'll see. Maybe we have garnered some tactics that uh, might've been used as part of SAFC. Who knows? Not tampering. Yeah. And we've seen it before in the past with other players that we do sign mid season. They have short patience for, and they're like, we're not going to give you another, or we're not going to give you a full season. Right, like one of the players that I recall was uh, Lopez. You, you guys know from RGB, Frankie. You remember Frankie? Yeah, he. You know Frankie. Frank, he he Frank didn't get. Tank. He didn't get much of a chance. If you guys recall, he came also halfway season from Los Dos, I believe, right? And he was out pretty quick. No, <laughs> I, I, I thought we, I thought we had gotten from OKC Energy, because I think I, I think that's who he was playing for beforehand. And or maybe it was, yeah. I know he played for Los Dos too, but it may have been the OKC. If memory serves me right, he also played with Roro with RGV in uh, Roro's one season over there. Oh, yeah, the Lopez, Lopez duo, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's another example, I think, of those players that weren't given a full season to prove themselves. So Arnold had to sit some games because of his yellow card accumulation. So we didn't get to see him always. And there was little niggly injuries here and there. But when he was on, the dude had full dedication and full. That's all I can say. He was fully dedicated to every match for the times when he was on the field. If you remember, we were better with him than without. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know that a lot of the guys that we brought in, English is not their first language. But thank goodness there's Kecko and a lot of the guys that, you know, in Roro that when they're on the pitch, you know, they can communicate with them, with these guys. But I, Arnold is definitely on my please keep list. We, 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 we can't, we've got to keep him. He's, he's an amazing, you know, he's got that same kind of vision. Yeah, every guy makes mistakes and we've capitalized. I mean, we've talked about every mistake that every player makes in every single match, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for Connor Donovan because we were harping on him for a while, remember? And, uh, (laughs) yeah, and even Shane. We were kind of – you were down on Shane for a bit, Luis. Yeah, yeah, and and I still feel bad and actually owe him an apology here, which I'll make it right now. Sorry, Shane, for that one game where uh... (laughs) – was it where I didn't shake his hand? It wasn't intentional. It was more because <laughs> I think I was trying to take a picture, and then it was oh. really awkward because I saw him from afar, and he just kind of had his hand out, and he just kind of proceeded to I think shake your hand, Sharon. So apologies <laughs> to, to the guy. Tanya <laughs> sent him, and I've been meaning to send him an Instagram message too on that because it was yeah. Oh so God. that's not related to me criticizing him on the podcast. So I yeah. just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> if it's he ever listens, or someone could tell him that. I we'll have- put this. We'll put it this way. It's not the only awkward time that Luis has had this season <laughs> as as far as at the match. So, I mean, June here in Phoenix, I mean, we we kind of discussed that, too. So it's it happens. It happens. 
Awkward. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. You know, we are are it, we're true fans. If our emotions go up and down with the performance of the team and the performance of each individual player, our emotions are right there. So, you know, call us a nut job or whatnot. You know, it's like, pull Danny Videolo out, put Carlos back in. And then all of a sudden, Danny is like, oh, he's got five shutouts. Okay, nice. You know, he's got the, you know, zeros. Like, okay, clean sheets. Nice guy. So, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? We, we love them all. It's like they, they silence any of our criticism, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they should. Yeah. So I and we think- welcome it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Prove us yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, Danny was never banana hands, at least, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Thomas. Was that Thomas? That Thomas, was Thomas. Yeah. Thomas, the other one. Yeah. We were yeah. Never, Thomas ever. Gomez, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Danny, no. Danny's Danny is not a banana hands. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he wears but, yellow, though, but he's not a banana hands, though. But he wore he yellow bigger. mostly. He wore He's yellow, I think, for the most part, right? I'm trying to think. Did we ever see him without you? I feel like it yes. was mostly yellow. Remember the, initially when he wore red, we we said okay, yeah. he lost the match. Not he, but the team lost. It's like, that's the curse of the red kid. If we ever see that red kid on him again, then he wore it again. And he won. I mean, not he won, but the team won. Uh-huh. And he had another, he had a clean sheet. And it's like, okay, the curse of the red kid is lifted. You guys, players, if you're listening to this, there's this chat that goes on in the background. If you ever, ever, ever listen or watch what we talk about in the background, it's hilarious. <laughs> because we're talking about you all the time. And you should, you probably know everybody does it. But we have like this really robust conversation going on <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind their back. We're talking behind their back. We are. <laughs> we are. We're talking behind their back, but not right now. If you guys are listening, hopefully you'll get a, a little chuckle out of all of us being like, we're right now. I'm sorry. I'm a bona fide nut job because my wish list is so deep <laughs> that the, if the coach were listening to this and Mark, you better stick around because you did such a good job last season. If you even hint at not coming back, I swear to God, I'm going to hunt you down. I don't know what I'm going to do when I find you, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like uh, just bonafide nut jobs, all of us, you know, fanatics. That's why they call us fans. We're short for fanatic. Fanatical, Jared, the definition of fanatical is what? Ultimately, getting our pulse rates up in, in good times or bad, but, you know, staying loyal as possible. Kind of a bad, a bad word to use lately given. You know San Diego's exit, but but you get what what we're going at. I mean, we we stick with you through thick and thin. I mean, even when when you make an exit from the club, uh, with, with a couple exceptions, you know we are still you know right by you. I mean, you are <laughs> indomitable till till the creator says till creator says your time is up. You know we are loyal to you for for that. So yes, just like Sharon said, you know especially Coach Briggs. Please, we are hoping you stay. I will buy you a six-pack of ground beef tacos at Jim Boy's out of my own pocket if it, if it means you, you stay. Hell, maybe oh. two or three of them. And I, I don't know if you, if you like them or not. But oh, if, that's a good if offer. It mean, if it means you stay, I'll, I'll, get you, I'll get you the Jim Boy's. Maybe if things are going good, maybe even get you some Makuni. I don't know. But we, we, we got to keep you here. Oh you know what, God. Jared? I'm going to clip what you just said, and I'm going to send it to Coach. Is that oh, he may God. not listen to this, but well. Hey, let me one up Jared. I'm gonna one up Jared. I'm taking him to Morton's, okay? And it's on me. Oh yes. I'm taking 
Coach, you stick around. If you give us the word within the next couple days, I owe you a Morton's. I swear to God, I will I will take you and Sally. Find a babysitter. We're going to Morton's. Okay. There we and go. I'm still, and I'm going to still get you to the gym, boys. Don't worry about that. I'll still get you to the gym, boys. <laughs> I think the gym, boys, is yummier, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know. We, we got a Morton's out in the East Valley, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're de- they're definitely good. I mean, I mean, for, from what I hear, I have yet to try them, but Morton's is definitely a good draw as well. Well, now, now I need to offer something to Coach. I feel like he bought the offer. I need to offer something. Take Danny Deach and Ross Kane. You got you. You know, make sure the and you know whoever the new kit man is. We got to sweeten up the pot with a new kit man because you know they ha- they're going to have a new kit man this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like they'll stick around if coach is there. So I think if we keep coach, I think they're they're kind of like the package already, like the whole. All right, I'll include them in the Mortons. I, I swear <laughs> to you, I, I don't care. All expenses, I will I will deal with it. Just one drink. You have one drink limit. After that, you guys are on your own. You have to pay for your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, if my offer to coach is like if he stays, I promise that I'll support him the entire season and I won't criticize him. Ooh. Okay. So that's oh my that, yeah that's that, time. It's a really good offer, yeah. I mean, I mean, now, granted, he's improved on the whole bench situation of like doing the subs and making sure they are done. Mostly, if you're doing your first sub, do it before the 70th minute. So he's improved on that. So other than that, I mean, yeah. So there you have it, Coach. I'll be clipping those three things, and I'm going to share them on on social media too. I think it'll be funny if people hear all of our uh, offers to Coach, and then we'll tag Coach, and he'll actually. I'll do it that way instead of sending him a message too, because I think he'll he'll see it. I mean, we're gonna tag him. The guy's active fun. on social media, so that'll, that'll be, be that'll be something. Ooh, <laughs> so so for Todd Donovan, if you can find a way to keep Keiko Guntan, I will. I'm not gonna babysit, but I you know I I, I have to think of a good offer for Todd Donovan because he's you know he's Todd. He's very special. I don't know that I want to come mow as long because I'm old. Help me out here, fans. What What do you think I should do for Todd? <laughs> right, let, let us know on social. Well, one last thing here while, while we have the squad for next year. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts because uh, we haven't heard too much from these two guys as of recent. And I, I don't know what you guys think. If they should be let go, if maybe they're going to leave on their own or like what, what their situation is. Are two academy guys who have been with us for a while and some of them on and off like in the case of mario panagos but rafa and mario rafa Hauregi and mario panagos what what's gonna happen to them next season are they gonna come back for another season which might be another like bench season or you guys think they should look at you know at a new place to go to i know mario as i mentioned he got loaned out right we we know he went out to FC Cincinnati too for a little bit. Then he came back to us, and and Rafa. I mean, he's just always been with us. Rafa's about to turn nineteen. Mario's twenty one. They're at that age, I think, where they're gonna want to have more minutes, right? And I think in sack, they just won't get those minutes unless our players go through a lot of injuries, right? Well, I'm I'm thinking, and this is kind of being realistic, at least a little bit. I mean, they've definitely gleaned a, a lot of, uh, you know. Great uh, tactics, tips, everything like that from some of the uh, first club members. But I, I could, I could easily see them maybe joining a USL one club, perhaps you know, to, to get more more of the minutes. I mean, because they are they are outstanding players, 
And unfortunately, just like uh, some other players, you know, they're getting hit with the uh, the, the minute sufficiency. So if they do decide to leave Republic FC, I would love to see them play in uh, League One. Who knows? Maybe with the uh, forward Madison. It'd be even great if it, they play with Central Valley Fuego. They've uh, cleaned house here and there as far as front office and maybe some players, and it'd be closer to home from them. But I would say, you know, definitely at least USL one uh, for, for both of them. I would love for them to stay with the public FC, but my desire for them to get more minutes, to get more shine, you know, it just outweighs that. And unfortunately, I don't think they're going to see much change if they do stay on with Republic FC. I don't know what they're like in training. So I would love to know what that chemistry looks like in training because a lot of player minutes are based on what's happening in training, what happens in the locker room, confidence, you know, player confidence, and just kind of their maturity. And I don't, I don't know where any of them are at. You know, I honestly, I haven't heard anything. I think yeah, it's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And see, when you bring a guy up from the academy, you know, it's got positives, pluses and minuses, right? The the pluses are it's kind of cool for them and but if they don't see minutes on the pitch and they can't prove themselves on the pitch, then it's a minus because you know, do they just continue to play with their age group in the academy, but once they age out, then what? We don't, I don't think we have a deep academy. I don't think we have like a under 23 because some clubs do have deeper academy. So, so I don't honestly know. I mean, it's a great thing that we have it. It's a great thing that we give the opportunity, but we really have to have guys flourish and play and contribute. So I wasn't seeing that, you know, I know Rafa got a goal and that was great. And I think Mario a couple of years ago had a couple flashy times where he was good, but I mean, you just can't keep. Okay. So there's a practice team in some leagues where they have the guys that like in football, Jared, you know, this well in American football, there's a practice squad, right? Yes. And, yeah. Correct. And the guys that are on the practice squad are always trying to break into the first team. Is that what we're doing with these academy guys? Are they the practice squad? Because you have to have enough guys when you're training to be able to field a scrimmage, you know, a decent sized number of players for scrimmage when you're in training session because you're trying to mimic the situation on field on, on game day. So, so I don't know. I don't know. I just, I hope the best for all of them. They all deserve to be bright stars, you know, go far and pursue their dreams, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But, and I'm with Jared too. I think maybe loaning them out to this whole League One team would be good. I mean, there's Fuego right here close by. They've done it before, right? We've loaned out player in the past to them. So, you know, who's to say same thing could, could happen too. Or if it comes down to it, even USL League Two with Academica as an option there. You have Davis Legacy as well. I mean, that, that is like going down low, but I mean, they, they need playing time. And I think another loan would be good for them. I know Mario's already gone through one loan and he's getting to that age where I don't know if they're going to keep affording to like to do that. I mean, Rafa, like I said, 18 about the turn 19 actually here next month. I think, you know, a, a loan would be good for him, you know, d- do a full season loan and, and then see, see where he's at when he comes back and 
you know, if, if he improves, then great. But League One is is a good league, and that's why we're getting players right. Like Sharon mentioned, our, our recent signing with Trevor. If we recall, Dami and Ferretti came from Union Omaha as well. So there's clearly yep. a lot of trust in the league, and we've seen good players come out of League One. So they're doing great things there. And so I think that's that's the avenue for them. And for any other academy players who we have that don't get the minutes or that are likely not going to get the minutes because there's a lot of players in front of them. And again, they're just waiting for like injuries to happen. But as a player, you shouldn't wait for that to happen. You want to see the pitch, right? So so we'll see what, what we hear from and what goes on. But we actually did get two academy signings, speaking of that too. So we got Chiwike and then Blake, two academy guys signed to the first team. So yeah, more the reason why I think that they might get loaned out or they might not get their contracts renewed since we got more academy guys uh, moving up too. And we know Davian is is in the squad again too. So yeah, you can only have so many academy guys, I think. So it, it might, I think the number is it five? <clears throat> I think the number might be five, but who knows? By the way, Blake Willie, what a great guy! His he, he comes from a long line of a huge soccer family. His his dad is one of the coaches in the academy, but but Blake, bless his heart, asked Matt Lagrassa personally if he could take the number twenty jersey, and Matt Lagrassa agreed. They know each other; it's a deep family, mm-hmm. a good relationship between everybody. I think maybe one of besides you know. I think everybody knows each other. They've played with each other. Like, it's just, it's pretty crazy. The grandpa, Dave Willie and I, and I'm that old, played pickup soccer together. And that's how I got to know the Willies. Yeah. Woo. And so I actually have a jersey of Blake's dad when he was a ball boy. No, equipment manager for the U.S. men's national team. And he traveled around all the places. I have Bruce Murray's jersey that is no longer up on the wall because the cap drug it down but i have it's one of daddy willie it's his brian willie that's blake's dad it was one of his collections because he got he collected every people were just tossing jerseys at him he has an amazing collection of national team jerseys from different countries and different players pretty cool so yeah it's a big soccer okay one last galaza of gratitude to the freaking soccer community, you can't go far without knowing somebody who knows somebody who knows your passion. You know, it's it's interesting because my ex-husband, had co- two guys were there with their kids at camp, the camp that you're gonna we're gonna interview some of the coaches from. I remember them when they were in college playing for my ex-husband, and they it's like old home week, and now their kids are playing soccer, and it's just like this generational connection that soccer brings us. Thank you so much soccer for giving me friends and having friends that last my whole life. You know, if it wasn't for soccer, I never would have met you guys. I never would have met Jane, Tina, Scott, you know, all of those people, you know, Chris, Rosa, you know, all of them never would have met them if it wasn't for soccer. And, and I consider them Anybody I would go to dinner with, I would make dinner for him for cry Pete. Mm. And if you're listening to this, Mike McAnich, I don't know if I'd make dinner, but I, I'd get close. I'd bring dinner over. Okay. All right. So that's fair. That's still, good. <laughs> that's still okay. something there. Yeah. Um, that's a delayed <laughs> gloss of gratitude. Sorry about that. Uh, hey, all, all good. All good. That was, that was a really nice one. And it really goes to show. Yeah. I mean, the sport is 
it's pretty big throughout the the Central Valley and and just the stories people have to tell and all that. It's it's good. It's nice to see all that networking that happens even amongst like team staff and all that. How you know you, they might be rivals on the pitch. Everyone has a as a connection there as well. All right, Sharon. Oh, oh. I was just, I was going to add on to what Sharon was was saying as far as with the soccer community. I mean, just to piggyback onto that. I mean, there is so many people that I'm just so glad to to have met through the soccer community. And I'll put it this way: I don't I don't export Arizona beer to just anybody. So I'll put it that way: I don't go through the trouble of going to the stores and bringing local beers 650 miles, you know, for just anybody. So. That just shows how much I love this Central Valley soccer community. So that's how close all y'all are to my heart. So I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, that was quite the adventure. Yeah, when you did that, yeah, that was that was cool. And then it became a thing, right? It's like people now are like asking you about it. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. All right, Sharon. Well, moving on to the last part of the podcast, your interviews that you did at the soccer camp, and we're gonna play them all consecutively and all that but i thought if you can give our listeners an intro as to the people that they'll be hearing here and and all that and then where where it took place as well so this is really cool they actually had a ton of coaches at elite soccer athletes camp and it was held at kasama's river college on the turf field which is a perfect place because it's weather you know resistant so to speak and it was perfect weather for all three days of their thanksgiving camp and one of my friends, Jorge Gutierrez, he's one of the admins, and Justin is another one of the admins of this of this group. And I will say that the key, one of the head coach administrators who designs a lot of what goes on with elite soccer athletes is Keko. He's part of that business. And you're gonna hear a little bit of what this group does as a they're a nonprofit. They're they're given an opportunity to get into underserved communities in the Elk Grove Unified School District and even beyond. I think they're going to be looking at other school districts to do after school programs. That's their main focus is after school programs to help kids. Well, you'll hear Jorge. You're going to hear a whole background on that. So I'm not going to steal the thunder. Keko talks about it as well. But it, it to me, it warmed my heart because there had been nothing like that prior to what these guys are doing. And then on top of that, they host a camp, a Thanksgiving camp, and they brought in some incredible staff. Besides, you know, people, our favorites, Luis Felipe, Aldair, Sanchez, Keko, Gontan, Luther, Carlos Sadania. They also brought in some other professional coaches, Hector, Sam. There were a couple of others. My brain is not 100% on, but they, they had like this, cadre, huge cadre of talent out there coaching these kids and the kids just ate it up and they did everything that they were supposed to. And I can't praise them highly enough because the feedback that they got from the parents was this was the best camp that their kid had ever been to. And it was the most engaging and it was challenging and, you know, it, it kept the kids moving. No, you, you didn't see lines of kids waiting to do something. You saw every kid on the ball all the time. And it was whether they were, it was just really re- well run from my perspective. And then on top of that, because these, all the guys, okay, so our, our soccer players from Sac Republic were a part of this, right? 
And so I got a couple minutes. They're off season. They're off track, so to speak. They're not playing for the Republic right now. And this is a different job for them. So I had a chance to chat with him about what it meant to be a camp counselor or camp coach. And so you'll get a chance to hear each of their perspectives on helping out with Elite Soccer Academy. And then I also asked a little question of what was your favorite moment of the season? And so you'll get a chance to hear a little bit of that. So on that note, I will let you run the interviews, the the, the audio, and we're also going to be posting the video because everybody loves to see some of their favorite guys and, and see their faces light up as they talk about this wonderful opportunity that they had. Now, I didn't get a chance to talk to Luis Felipe because he was heading back to, I believe, New York to be with family for the holidays. So I didn't get a chance to, to speak with him, but you'll you'll get a chance to see here Luther, of course, Jorge, Carlos Sadania, Aldair, and Keko. So play it. Well, welcome in, Luther. Hi. How are you today? I see you're here with the, with the camp. Tell us a little bit about what this means for you. So that camp is just about like helping the community to get better every day. They get together from different age, girls, boys, and they're just trying to do their best to improve their soccer skills, but also their social skills because it's a big group. So it's just about communication and trying to get better every day. Yeah. So Luther, you have been one of the favorites of the Soccer Republic and also for the State of the Republic podcast. You have been one of our longtime favorite players to watch play. Tell us about one of your favorite memories last season playing for the Republic. My favorite, I don't even think it's on the field. I think it's outside the field. I think this year I I had to do a practice with like the all-inclusive team of Sac Republic. And it was really fun to see like our football, soccer really like brings everyone together from like different background. Even people who have less mobility, they can come on a soccer pitch and they can have fun and like seeing what they were capable of doing was like mind-blowing and really made a smile on my face because i was like we're really lucky to to play that sport we're really lucky to connect to be able to share that passion with everyone with no limits because football doesn't have limits you know you just need to put your heart out there and just enjoy it you know those are such good words one last question luther this is away from the game this is something different how has it been working with your teammates i mean it's completely a different experience because you can see people from like a business point point of view you know and it's me from i'm a 24 year old man it's really nice to see someone like keiko is a little bit more experienced be able to like help the community so even for my vision as a man maybe later on I really learned from that and I really want to like maybe try to do the same time try to try to help my community even back home. So it's really nice to see that we can even bond like outside the field so it's amazing to just be good friends on the field but also outside. I love that. Luther, you have the biggest heart of anybody we have oh, ever met. You. you play with so much joy Thank you. and we really appreciate you. Um, and being here so thank, thank you. you so much for spending time with us at state of the republic <laughs> thank you right, have a good day all right ciao ciao, ciao. <laughs> bye welcome back everybody right now we have jorge gutierrez who is here today to tell us a little bit about elite soccer academy and what is it that makes this such a, a good endeavor and important to you hi how you doing everyone elite soccer has a such a unique program because we, we provide uh, 
the different uh, so, uh, learning the game. Uh, Randy, you have very lucky to be working with the Elk Grove Unified School District here in the city of Elk Grove. And we're able to provide an after school program for the schools, which helps the kids to number one, stay out of trouble, you know, they stay in school and uh, it's free for the parents, you know, it, it's 100% free. The kids get to experience learning from professional athletes in our local community, Sacramento, Elk Grove, and it'll cost for, for, for the parents. So it's very important to maintain, you know, our, our dreams up for these young, young kids that are hungry to learn the game and why not providing them, you know, with, with a free soccer education at the middle school elementary level right now. So. That's excellent. So Jorge, tell us a little bit. I'm going to pan a little bit about what's going on. Tell us what's going on here today. So, so today, well, actually this week, we had our first annual Thanksgiving camp. We actually brought it up to the community. Like I was telling you earlier, usually we work with the Elk Grove Unified School District, but this year we wanted to launch something for the community where everybody has access to, to this program. And nevertheless, you know, these, these players are being coached by professional local athletes, you know, in our region. You know, some of the players play at the USL1 level, USL level, and also uh, college experience. So they're having a blast. Right now we're going through our, our challenge session. It's our last day, so we want to make it a little more fun, more competitive for them. And we got a bunch of prizes for them, whoever wins. And we are very fortunate, you know, to, to have all these people uh, signing up for today camp. So... Oh. Very fun. So tell us a little bit about the challenge that Keko is running. So right now Keko is rolling a, a very, very tough challenge where the kids have to ship the ball into the trash can. And as you can see, you know, we got two two kids trying to move to the next stage. But this is where, we you know, we practice Monday and Tuesday about precision. And now they get to show what they learned, you know, the last two days. And... Uh, that's just excellent. Tell me what, what Aldair is. Aldair is working with the kids. As soon as they finish, they move to the next sector. And the next sector, they're actually working on actually an inside the touch precision. They have to knock the ball out of the cone. And once they do it, they can move to the next one. As you can see, they need to be patient. They need to have a nice touch so they can just roll the ball to the other ball. That's excellent. It, it, it's, it's fun. So there's a little bit of a flavor. In a little bit, we may go over and find out what Luther is up to. Jorge, any other words you'd like to, to share with us? About? I, I just want to thank everyone that has supported us. You know, State of Republic podcast, you know, it's one of the ones that, you know, has always been there supporting the elite soccer program. Obviously, we're, we're small right now. We're looking into collect more more schools. You know, we want to provide this to the whole community. And and I don't want to make business. I want to be a program. We want to develop kids uh, and, and then, because that's basically what's going to help soccer, you know, provide more for everyone and not make it so, you know, unique for, you know, other people. So we just want to be global. Anyone is more welcome to, to join us, to, to uh, get a hold of us, you know, be part of a, a successful elite, elite camp. <laughs> so, but yeah, thank you, everyone. Yeah. And Jorge, I appreciate the fact that you've come on our podcast a few times and you've been one of our expert interviewees, co-hosts, and really appreciate you coming on. We'll check back with you in a little bit. Thank, thank you, you so Jorge. much. Thank you. See you later. Now we're joined by Carlos Saldana, one of our favorite goalkeepers in the area, and he's just fabulous to join us here. So, Carlos, tell us a little bit about your experience with Eat Soccer Academy and this camp and everything. Oh, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to just kind of reset and also be around such a great how we're full of energy, and it kind of brings you back to those days young and playing uh, at this level, also trying to get better, just enjoying the game. 
So how has it been playing, uh, or, excuse me, uh, working the camp with some of your teammates off the pitch? Oh, it's fun. You get to see different people and what they're capable of, not only as players, but also as coaches. Uh, some have less patience than others, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun ultimately. And it's just good to, you know, start supporting the next generation and just fueling that energy and fueling uh, that passion for future kids in the, in the world of football. So how do you rate yourself as a coach? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give himself a beep. Yeah. Keko gave out a scale of one. He gave himself a fucking C as much to learn. Yeah, I mean, B plus is fair. There's always room to grow, but I really love coaching and I'm really passionate about the way I coach. The, the same way I'm on the field, I am off the field. I think uh, it's getting used to all these different situations, especially with the younger crowd. You have some kids that, you know, are a little bit more sensitive than others. You have some kids that are a little bit more passionate, that rev you up, you know. So it's really just uh, getting more experience. But honestly, I, I think uh, it's something that I really like and I can see myself doing in the future. And uh, just the, the same way I play with a lot of passion is the same way I coach. So just finding a good balance to where I can teach the kids how to grow, but also push them to be their best versions of themselves. Excellent. Hey, any any hints as to what some of your favorite memories were of the past season playing for the Republic? I think there's, I think there's just so many. We've had uh, such a great group of guys. Even my first season where I signed late, I think it was amazing to debut in USL with Sacramento Republic. But on top of that, just like the Open Cup run that we were able to put together, even this last year, uh, winning the Western Conference for the league and put, make, taking it as far as we could. I think just I've been fortunate enough to have really great groups of guys and really good teammates. And even after the seasons are over and even off the field, like just a lot of memories with with all with all, with everyone with everyone really so just been very fortunate to have good teammates that i could call my brothers off the field more than anything hey i love it so what are your plans for the off season thanksgiving christmas well thanksgiving is coming up right around the corner i think it's just spending it with family eating a lot of good food and more, more than anything just enjoying a little break uh in december i think i'll start up my training and get it going and be ready for next year I love it. Thank you so much, right, Carlos. No, thank thank you. you for joining the State of, of the Republic podcast. We're going to get you on another time. We're going to dive in a little deeper, All right, probably in the new year. All right, sounds perfect. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. Welcome in, Aldeir Sanchez. Hey, today you're at the Elite Soccer Academy yep. camp. Tell us what this experience has been like for you. It's been great, you know, just helping these kids out as much as we can, trying to teach them, you know, what we can and what we know, and then also just making sure they have fun with it, especially in in a time where, you know, most of them don't have school, they need to do something. So it's a great way to get them all together and, and do something fun. How has it been for you to actually work with your teammates away from the game? It's interesting. You, you get to see who who could actually be a coach and who can't. You know, what I mean, some people have patience, some don't. So, but it's fun. It's fun. It's really nice to, to get to see guy, the guys outside of just playing. Yeah. And so if you were to grade yourself on your coaching abilities, how do you rank? You know, I'm going to give myself a good B plus. I'm going to give it a good B plus. Sometimes I just like stand there and zone out, but most of the time I, I actually try and, and coach as much as I can. Yeah. So your off season, what are your plans for off season? Off season is mainly just chill around here, head back home to Portland, Oregon, uh, see the fam for a bit. I leave today and probably go back again Christmas and, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, we'll see you again and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. All right. I'll there. All right. Hey, now we have Keko Gontan, one of our favorite players, the number seven. Um, he's, he's here with us today at the Elite Soccer Academy, of which he is one of the key coaches. Keko, tell us a little bit about what you're doing here with Elite Soccer Academy in this camp. Hi, State of the Republic. Good uh, to tell you hello. And thank you for, for this interview. We are really happy. Um, 
We are doing a program with Elite Soccer. He's uh, a company that is working with the kids of Sacramento area. Uh, we are trying to provide the best uh, soccer for the kids of this area. And fortunately, we uh, offer this camp from Monday to Wednesday. We had more than 100 kids uh, split in two groups between seven and 10 years in the first group in the morning. And right now in the afternoon, another 45 kids. Really, really is working very good. Uh, we are very proud, but overall happy to see how the kids are learning, how the kids are enjoying, how they can have the chance to be with, with the professional players of Czech Republic. I think it's a very, very good chance. Usually in other countries, you cannot have the chance to, to train with the professional players of the, the team of, the, of your, your city. So we, we think we are we are trying to, to make a, a good job and seeing the, the faces of the kids and the parents is worth it, is worth it. So how has it been working with some of your teammates away from the game? You've got a few of them here. Really, really good. They have a very good... Uh, uh, you have to, to say uh, nothing important to them because they, for, for themselves, uh, they have this, this willing, they are correcting, they are, they are always with, with good attitude. For this reason, for sure, they are a professional player, so it's, it's, it's really easy to, to work with them. So, how would you rate yourself, at your coaching abilities, on a scale of 1 to 10? What's your, what's your rating of yourself? Ah, I you give to... it a 10. No, 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 no chance. I need to improve a lot. I put me a five. I have a lot of things to improve, but I'm not the worst, so in the middle. <laughs> That's excellent. So, Keko, any favorite moments from this past season that you want to share with us? Yeah, there is a lot of good moments. Overall, that moments that we live inside in the locker room. If I have to take one small moment, I will take with the... the 10-15 minutes after we won in RGB away, we won the our conference and everyone is happy all together, singing. But it's the same sensation that we had in other games that we when we uh, the, uh, away we won. Each time that we won, uh, the coach start to to sing to to one player name. Siko uh, is on fire. Luther is on fire. This this kind of uh, songs all together in the locker room. I think this is it was the, the best moment. Thank you. And any plans for the off season? Are you going to travel to Spain? Are you going to be nearby Thanksgiving? Try to avoid. Try to avoid the travels all that I can because here in USL we travel a lot. I come back to Spain right now in in December. I will be there one one month, but just be with my with my relatives, be together with them. Take care of them, they take care of me, and uh, share some love. Keko, thank you so much for joining us on State of the Republic podcast. We really love you, and just thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Shannon, for, for all your support, unconditional support. So thank you so much, and all the State of the Republic uh, followers. Thank you so much. See you. Thank you. And that's a wrap on those interviews. Wasn't that special? I can't say, express enough gratitude for their, you know, few moments that they spent some time with the City of the Republic podcast, just sharing that experience with us. What did you guys think? I think it's really awesome. The fact that, you know, they're doing soccer in the off season, especially 
around Thanksgiving time, right? Whereas like many players could just very well just go back home, you know, be like, well, we've started our like vacation time a long time ago. And so it's it's nice to see them still stay in the area, especially too, right? And get back to the community, whether they're Republic players next year or not, they, they still hold Sacramento, you know, in a special spot, right? In, in their hearts. And I think it's it's really appreciated when players I think likes the community so much. And we've seen a lot of players like that come through in Sacramento and and they really like what what's going on that they want to stick around and get back, right? I mean, they they gave back to us in the form of goals and the form of like saves and all that. This is their way to directly impact the sport there locally and inspire the future generations, right? Which will maybe come through Sacramento or maybe go to another MLS Academy or somewhere, right? But hey, they were from here and They'll move on just like we know a lot of players that were from the area may have not started here, but they were from here, like uh, the Orlando City goalkeeper, right? Who's from Sacramento to name one. I forgot his name, but but that guy. (laughs) I know I'm going to age myself with this, but if if this camp had been around about 30 years ago, I probably would have ended up being on the McClatchy High School soccer team. I mean, because I I really did have aspirations of trying out for them, but you know, just hearing these interviews, hearing their experiences, I mean, hell, I'm almost tempted to suit up for, for McClatchy. <laughs> Is it going to happen? No, but you know, who knows? I mean, if it was 30 years ago with, with, with this talent that the, co- with the coaches have, you know, the knowledge and tutelage that they have to offer, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it would definitely be a done deal. But I'm, I'm just glad that the kids of today have them at their disposal with, with this campus Thanksgiving camp. So it's, you know, it's, Definitely a great experience for them, I'm sure, especially not just in Sacramento, but for anyone that had taken the time to travel up to Sacramento for these camps. I mean, this is possibly the, some of the best camps I've heard of. I've just watched some of their footage on social media. I mean, it's, I mean, it's amazing. I, mean, I, I hope this continues for three years on end. No, Jared, I think you just gave a, a good idea that maybe a former player, a group of former players could probably do is do a, a camp for adults. Nothing too serious, right? But so anyone in your situation, oh, in, in my situation as well, for anyone who's like, hey, it'd be nice to like get a feel of what it's like to train as a professional and, you know, just go out there and get to talk to these guys who do it for a living, right? And and yeah. get to see what, what it is, just like, what do they go through too? So maybe an idea for Sacred Public, maybe they could do that too, right? And ask, <laughs> tell the fans, like, who wants to experience that, right? We have all these sessions. Here's another extra way for you guys to get some money in. So if you guys do it, there you go. I don't even, you don't even need to credit me too. I'm just giving you guys the thought so I can actually join too. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ro, Ro does it. And I think he brings in Danny Vidiolo and he brings some of his, you know, friends in to help with his, also with his camps and clinics and things like that. And Sac Republic has, you know, camps and clinics. So there's plenty to go around. And at Sac Republic camps and clinics, you never know if a pro player is going to show up and, you know, be part of part of the camp or part of part of that clinic and teaching. So there's a lot to go around. Elite soccer is a little special simply because of what they're doing in the after school programs. And so that's what kind of rang for me. And that's why I, I asked you guys if it would be okay if I you know, went to the camp on behalf of State of the Republic podcast and kind of gathered some of that information because it just felt very different. Now, that being said, any of you other camp, you know, coaches, you know, Roro, if you want us to come on out and kind of 
check you out. And if you're willing to chat about your efforts with us, we would love to show up given enough notice and, and that sort of thing. We would really, we would love to do that because at the end of the day, this podcast is all about elevating soccer. It doesn't matter, you know, if we're tied into Sac Republic or whatever, we're just elevating this game and we're, you know, the, we love the beautiful game, anything we can do to help. Yeah, and if anyone's in the Tonin area, you know that I'll be out there. So True. <laughs> if anyone does any program out here, uh, we'll, we'll get the, the coverage here as well. So, And of course, if if you if anyone needs a goaltender to uh, score on, uh, either in Maricopa County or Pinal County here in Arizona, you know, you know, you know who to hit up. You know, I, I, I don't even need gloves. You know, I'll, I'll just use some work gloves. I'll use one of my training kits. You know, just feel free to score on me. It doesn't matter. That's funny that you mentioned work gloves, too, because uh, when I was in high school and I would go train with my dad, we'd actually use uh, work gloves as we would throw penalty kicks at each other. So, And that worked just fine. Those gloves yeah. are pretty good, too. Yeah, if they're the, if they're the you know, the good the good ones, not the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. the good ones, yeah. Really, yeah. Really thick yeah. Ones. But nowadays, they have the ones with the nylon stays in them, you know, like to keep your finger from bending backwards. There's... There's a tech, there's science that goes into these gloves. Now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Physics. Th- these these aren't your simple Harbor Freight tool uh, work gloves, neither. <laughs> <laughs> use physics. Dang it! I did really well in physics, by the way. I think I can design up, you know. But engineering is a whole different thing. Physics is one thing. Engineering application <laughs> is another. Okay, go ahead. We're well, wrapping up. We're almost yeah. done. Well, that, that that was that was great. I'm glad that we were able to to get that and just yeah. Any last final parting thoughts here before we say good night? And then I can't make the promise. We'll see y'all next week, but maybe in two three weeks as we work on on our next interview to plug in on the podcast, which might just be Carlos or Luther. They're they're kind of a little juiced up after this last little session of chit chat. So. That would be fun, but no promises. You never know who's going to pop up on an interview with us. But anyhow, go Republic. Keep my wish list going, please. <laughs> you know, repeat after me. Gecko. <laughs> and of course, you know, any league news, Republic FC news that I happen to stumble upon, you know, y'all will be the first to know about it. So but the ears are definitely to the ground. I mean, because there's a whole lot that can develop between now and March. So definitely stay tuned to us. We'll give you as much information as, as we come across. And as always, go Republic. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jared. By the way, if you guys are on Facebook and you don't know of our Facebook group called Sacramento Soccer Fans, go and request to join it. Jared is really active in that group. And every time he spots something, that's one of the places he'll go to share it. So you definitely want to be in that group because on our own social media, we don't always share like just in general, like USL news and all that. But Jared will share every single thing that he finds. And it's really insightful because we can only see so many things and and all this. So he's told us a lot of things that I think it would have taken us a, a few days to find out. <laughs> or even if maybe we wouldn't have even known about too, if we hadn't checked the the sources that, that he has to. So definitely send your request in to join that. And also SacSoccerPod.com. As always, our, our website where you can listen to all the episodes on there. You can send us a voicemail. May, is there maybe someone you want us to interview? 
send us a voicemail there or leave a comment as well. There is a form there that allows you to send us questions or comments. So if there's someone you want us to interview, we can't make any promises, of course. Hey, we'll do our best to reach out. Maybe we find a way to get to that person and, you know, we might make it happen. So just let us know and, and we'll we'll do our best there. And then, of course, go Republic. Let's try and keep as many of the guys on the team sheet from this year on there. I know a few of them have left, but let's try and be as, as consistent as we can with this next year and, and see who else comes by because the team is surprising us. And I have a feeling in the next two weeks, we're going to get a lot of news and we're going to have a lot more of the squad for next year solidified. So a lot of things we're saying now, I think they're going to answer them in, in the next two weeks because the team is usually good about that. Luckily, they don't have us waiting too long. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our episode tonight. And you'll hear us the next time with an interview here on State of the Republic podcast. Cue the music. Especially Coach Briggs. Please, we are hoping you stay. I will buy you a six-pack of uh, ground beef tacos at Jim Boy's out of my own pocket if it, if it means you, you stay. Hell, maybe oh. two or three of them. And I, I don't know if you, if you like them or not. If it means you stay, I'll, I'll, get, you, I'll get you the Jim Boy's. Maybe if uh, things are going good, maybe even get you some Makuni. I don't know, but we, we, we got to keep you here. Hey, let me one-up Jared. I'm going to one-up Jared. <laughs> I'm taking him to Morton's, okay? And it's on me. Oh, yes. I'm taking... Coach, you stick around. If you give us the word within the next couple days, I owe you a Morton's. I swear to God, I will I will take you and Sally. Find a babysitter. We're going to Morton's. Okay. There we and go. I'm still, and I'm going to still get you to the gym, boys. Don't worry about that. I'll still get you to the gym, boys. My offer to Coach is like, if he stays, I promise that I'll support him the entire season, and I won't criticize him. Ooh. Okay. So. 